had the chance over the last few weeks to uh, get to know Pastor Michael Fletcher at the Greater New Beginning Missionary Baptist Church. Now, everybody got that? The Greater New Beginning Missionary Baptist Church. I have told him that he has the freedom after worship to come up to any one of you and say, what's the name of my church? All right, so you've got to get it down, okay? The, new, the Greater New Beginning Missionary Baptist Church. All right, but it's, it's been great to get to know him. He, is, uh, he serves in a, in a church in the neighborhood, the same neighborhood that, that Briggs and Jen are a part of. Uh, and through them, we have begun to build a connection and a relationship. Uh, we're, looking for, for, we're, we're looking for ways to continue to grow our involvement in Slavic Village and in the neighborhood. And, and really, we believe that God has opened this door for this relationship. And so we wanted to bring Pastor Michael here um, to introduce you to him, to hear a little bit about his heart for Slavic Village, for that neighborhood, and, uh, and we're going to share with you an opportunity how we can begin to have, how we've begun and we'll begin, continue to take steps in building that relationship. Pastor Michael, welcome to uh, North Olmsted Friends Church. Good morning, good morning. Now, I hope I'm standing in the center now. All right. They got on me from this morning, so... <laughs> Uh, but it is definitely an honor and privilege to be here this morning uh, with you guys. Uh, what's the name of the church? Uh. <laughs> All right. But uh, it is definitely an honor to be here. Um, it was a great uh, time meeting Pastor Rich and Pastor Jeff. Um, we have connected. We've gotten a chance to have lunch together um, and just talk um, and share our hearts um, together in regards to Slavic Village. Um, I am celebrating two years uh, of being the new senior pastor there uh, in Slavic Village at the Greater New Beginning. At the Greater New Beginning. Y'all have the name, right? All right. Uh, At the Greater New Beginning, I am serving two years this month, actually. um, All month I am serving. Um, And it's it's just an honor. and It's it's been a privilege. Um, It was great just coming in, talking with some of you uh, today and some of the ones this morning. Uh, during the first service and getting a chance to see uh, Pastor Dave here. Uh, was, it was great connecting with him and learning that uh, we have uh, in common some areas as far as in the Cleveland area as well as churches as well. Um, I'm no stranger uh, to North Homestead. Uh, the hotel right down the street here, the La Quinta Inn, um, I've started there and I managed that hotel there. Um, and later moved to uh, Cleveland. And now I'm glad to be in Slavic Village to serve there. Um, I have a big, big heart for youth. I have a big heart for the community um, and just a love for God's people. And that is my biggest thing that I am looking forward to um, partnering with you guys and working with you guys as we continue to bridge that gap there in Slavic Village. Um, That area there has become a what I call a transitional area. And I want to make sure that the love of God is definitely restored there in that area. Uh, for these past two years, I have gotten a chance to sit back to just really see what was going on, what 
uh, we can do as a church because so many people come and they think just coming into a building is all we're supposed to do. Uh, but in Matthew, we are called to go ye therefore and make disciples. And this is uh, our job and this is my job definitely as a pastor. But this is our job as a believer is to go out and share the goodness and the good news of Christ. So that is my heart. Uh, we have just actually... Um, this house over here to the side of the church, we've purchased that property. The property on the other side, we've purchased. Um, and now God is blessing us to, uh, within the next couple of months, purchase the property across the street. What my goal is for the Slavic Village, especially that particular street in that area, is to build a youth center um, somewhere uh, within either down the street or up the street. But right next door, the house here, we're going to be turning it into our a community youth center as far as for computers, different things so that uh, different ones can come in and be able to do any type of research and, uh, you know, just look up different things that they need to look up. Um, so we want to definitely be working on that as well. So I, I definitely thank Pastor Rich for just connecting with me through Brother Briggs. Uh, it, it has been an honor. Matter of fact, me and Brother Briggs, we have lunch now every Wednesday now. We have lunch, and uh, we just talk about different plans and different moves and the next moves that we're going to make there in Slavic Village. And I cannot wait for you guys to also be a part even more uh, with us as we look to restore that community and build that community up and show them the love of Christ through God's people. Um, just meeting uh, different ones. I'm sorry, I cannot remember your name. They said they was going to challenge me, too, to remember names. I'm no good at that. Uh, I work in hospitality, been doing it for 15 years almost, and I still cannot remember names that good. Uh, but uh, my sister here, uh, just talking with her, she's sharing with me about as far as being in Slavic Village in the different areas, and I can just, um, you know, just sit there and just listen because so much. I have learned in these two years that a lot of people in that area do not know who Christ is. They do not know Christ. They do not uh, want to be a part. They do not want to hear it. Um, but I am proud to say I took over a church that was only five members. They had downgraded to five members. And today we are privileged to say that we have over 30 to 40 members um, that have come from the, from the neighborhood, from different cities, different areas, just to learn about Christ. So I look forward to taking that a little further and just, you know, just hearing the different stories and hearing the different things. I look forward to going a little bit further with God's people and showing the love of Christ and making disciples. So it's definitely an honor being here this morning. Uh, Pastor Rich, thank you again. Um, I may have to slip out a little bit early. Um, I'm actually running my service from my phone right now. Uh, so if you guys see me looking at my phone, it's only because I'm running service right now while being here. Amen. Amen. Thank you, uh, Michael. And it's what a... Uh, I, he did not say, but he told me, and if this is accurate, that he had bought the house next door from the church for $500. So if you're looking for, you know... Uh, a, a place, a, a house to stay, or, you know, there's maybe a, a family member you want to move on to, you know, no, only <laughs> kidding, but uh, it's, uh, 
it's just a, it's a great privilege. Now, just so you know that if you were in September, we're going to set aside a couple weekends to help paint, uh, to scrape and paint the church. And so if you would like to be, be a part of that, um, please let us know. Uh, uh, email the church, uh, email myself, Pastor Jeff, one of us, uh, just so that we know we're building that team up. We're looking forward to, to doing that in um, in September, and so we want you to be be a part of that. At this point, let us just pray for, for Pastor Michael and for the greater new beginning Missionary Baptist Church. You got that? Okay, I, I've cheated. I had the phone here all along, but We're no. Test him Anyways, <laughs> so let's let's take a moment and pray yep. together. Gracious and Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the opportunity to come together. Father, we thank you for the gift of our relationship with you in Jesus Christ. And more so, Lord, for the opportunity to build new relationships. Father, I thank you for, for the, the relationship that you are beginning to, uh, the seeds that have been planted in this relationship with Pastor Michael Fletcher and his church. And now, Lord, we ask that uh, you would do abundantly more than we could ever ask for or imagine. Father, we pray the anointing to be upon his ministry, upon that church in that neighborhood, Lord. We thank you for the ways in which you have uh, provided already. And Lord, we're just going to expect that that will continue to grow. Father, this is, about, um, this is about connections. This is about relationships. This is about being the body of Christ in an area that you have, have uh, placed in our hearts as, as a church. And Lord, we just want to see it continue to grow with Pastor Michael and with uh, also Briggs and Jen. Lord, would you do abundantly more than we could ever ask for or imagine? Father, we thank you. We praise you. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise and ask your blessing to be upon all who are here. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor. More than introducing to you um, a new brother in Christ, it's a privilege to have back with us after being gone for two years. And I've had the, we've had just been blessed to have um, uh, Courtney and David uh, Fain, my daughter and son-in-law, and their three wonderful kids uh, with us. Uh, they're living with us in our home for the next uh They've been here for three weeks, and now they're going to be here for three more weeks and before they'll head back to South Carolina. But, uh, you know, there's nothing greater than being um, uh, a father or grandfather. Uh, but one of the things you have to know, our desire when we raised our kids, and one of the things we said to the Lord, is that we wanted to raise them, we wanted to raise all our kids, that, that they would have a heart to love Jesus but also to serve Jesus. And we knew from the very beginning that we were going to have to let our kids go. And um, uh, we're, just, we're just thankful that uh, they have sent uh, Courtney and David to Thailand because it's a wonderful place to visit. And uh, we look forward to many trips to Thailand in the years to come. Courtney and David, come on up. They're going to share with you what, is, what they have been doing in, in Thailand and uh, how you can be praying for them. And then afterwards, we're going to pray for them. And, and, uh, but uh, I know that you will be, be blessed to hear a report. Uh, to, it's great to see them in person. I know many of you have been getting their newsletters. But um, uh, it is just a privilege to uh, 
allow you to hear my, my daughter and my son speak about a passion that God has given them for the people of Thailand. So, Dave and Courtney, thanks. Good morning. Thank you so much for letting us come this morning. Uh, I didn't say this in the first service, and I wish I had, but uh, NOEFC has stood with us from the very beginning. We can't thank you guys enough for that. Um, you guys have been praying for us from before we even knew where the Lord was sending us, and so we uh, just want to thank you so much for that. Uh, as Pastor Rich, my father-in-law, said already, uh, we are the Fanes, and we are serving in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Uh, these are our three boys. Uh, Judah is our oldest, Caleb is our middle child, and Isaiah is our six-month-old. Um, if you go to the next slide, please. Uh, next slide, and the next one. So these are just some, some, some pictures of, of Chiang Mai area. So we're in northern Thailand. Um, we have been living there now for about two years. Um, over the course of this past two years, our main focus has been language learning and cultural understanding. So we've been going to language school um, on a, a daily basis, and then in the afternoons have been going and seeking just different opportunities to go and use our language, uh, just different outlets. And um, if you go to the next... So for me, personally, one of my big outlets has been playing soccer. Soccer is uh, a very big sport over there in Thailand, and so I've been consistently playing with a group of guys every week. Um, and had been asking the Lord for about a year, actually, to start building relationships uh, with, with some Thai men. Um, so there's these two guys. Um, I'm going to call them Mai and Jay. Um, that's not their real names, but that's what I'm going to call them today. Um, but these two guys are very strong believers, very strong Thai believers, who have a real heart for outreach um, to their own people. Um, Jay, who's uh, over on the right, or sorry, your left, he... Um, lives in a region where there's about nine different villages, about six, 7,000 people, and he and one other guy are actually the only known believers in that entire region. So he has a real heart uh, for his local village and the surrounding villages, and he approached me and, and my and asked us if we would be willing to start doing an outreach at a local school um, within his village. He actually used to attend this school uh, when he was a kid. And so we've been going and we've been teaching English, um, uh, English class during the day, but then we've also been able to actually do a Bible club with these kids then after school. Um, Jay is a very gifted Bible teacher, and it's been very fun to watch him uh, interact with the, with the kids. Jay also just recently set up his home um, as a ministry center for the kids, but also for all the people within his village. So um, the way it works in Thailand is there's like water centers, and so there's areas where they can get clean water set up within the different villages. And he actually lives right across the road from his village's water center. So it's a very strategic location. It's really cool. And he actually set up a house to minister to people um, as they come and grab water. And he is out there on a daily basis talking to his, his neighbors and, and fellow village people. Uh, my also has a real heart for the area. He does ministry not only um, there in Chiang Mai, but in uh, up to about two to three hours away. But he actually just recently set up his home to be a children's home. Um, you can go to the next slide. So I actually had the opportunity to help him build an extension onto his house so that they could start receiving kids. They just recently actually received their second child. Uh, we've been getting updates from him. Um, and we've been just helping out as we can uh, as we've been able to support him. Um, if you go to the next slide. Okay. Um, also, with these two guys, uh, I've actually been able to just recently start doing a uh, soccer ministry right before, the, <laughs> right before the country closed down. 
Uh, we literally only got to meet about two or three times. Um, but they have a real heart, as I said, for, the, for their local people. And so they have been, they started what's called the Salt and Light Club, Salt and Light Football Club. And so they're actually using that as a way to outreach to a lot of the men within the community. And then the kids and I, for language learning, we've been just trying to get to know our neighbors, and these are some of our neighbors. Um, And at one point, we had five moms and their children walking with us in the evening. And so we're just trying to be God's light to them and to know their story and to love them like Christ loves us. And so here's some pictures of us with our neighbors. Um, And then keep going. Next. And then next. And then I also walk in the red light district on Tuesday evenings with our teammate. And we do a 0.4 mile side street um, that has 86 businesses on this 0.4 miles that contributes to why it's known as the red light district. And so we prayer walk the whole street, and it started as 45 minutes long, and now it takes us usually around three hours as relationships have been built and friendships, and we usually stop at least at these four bars and this one restaurant. And to just give you a glimpse of the stories we've heard from down there, um, I'll tell you two stories, and I'm going to change the names for the girls to protect their identity. So one girl that we met, her name is Sai. And usually when we meet a girl, we ask her her name, and then we ask why she was named that. Because usually there's a story or there's a reason. There's a meaning behind the name. And before we even got to ask her, she said, my name is Sai, and my mom names me that because I am ugly and I don't have any value. And so we, our hearts broke for her right away. And we just told her, no, you are beautiful. And we we're love you. We love you and God loves you. And so every week we got to see her and we got to encourage her and we got to develop a relationship. And then like a lot of our relationships, after a month of seeing her, um, they disappear. They go to another red light district. They call, they're called to another bar or another location in Thailand. But every time still, when we pass her bar, we pray for her. And we pray that someone else is sowing seeds into her and watering her and that she would know Christ and that she would know God and she would know the truth that God made her and God knows every hair on her head and that she was knit in her mother's womb. And so we keep praying for her. Um, And that's just one story of many. And then we met another girl named Moon and she told us at six years old, she left school and she had to help her mom at their drink stand and income was not coming in. And so eventually she ended up in the red light district And she would love to go back to school. She's now in her late 30s. She has three kids of her own. And we are praying for doors to open that we could help her go back to school and still support her three kids. And statistically, um, it's a high probability that she will stay in the red light district or that she will go back to the red light district and that her kids will follow her footsteps. But we serve a God who goes against that and who makes the impossible probable. And we are praying that God 
that we can step in and we can get her out and that she can go and get an education and that she can pick a different avenue. And so we're praying for that. And to do that, um, it's about 400 U.S. dollars a month to be able to support her and schooling and all that, just to give you a glimpse of that. But those are two of the stories that I would love to share today. This is actually our teammate. So one of the other things we've been able to do is we've been able to partner with another ministry in Thailand that does preventative work. Um, We've done a couple of different programs. So this is actually one of the programs we were doing, um, going into different schools and doing educational, just educational program on what it looks, what human trafficking looks like within their context and how to avoid it, how to avoid the pitfalls. Go to the next slide. So one of the other things that's really gotten us excited and Uh, recently has been the church that the Lord has led us to. So about a year ago, um, we felt like we we needed to uh, search out a new church. Um, And uh, the Lord led us to this church. One of the big reasons was because of the pastor there. Um, He has a real heart, both for um, Thailand as a whole, for doing ministry as a whole, but also for our local um, villages surrounding, surrounding where the church is. Um, so he actually travels all over northern Thailand. He travels up to like nine, ten hours away doing trainings for um, all of these different uh, church leaders and elders and stuff in different regions. Um, but also within our local community, like I said, he has a real heart for them. And so just a, a quick example of that is when, when COVID hit, it, uh, it shut down obviously a lot of the like day laborers and, and, um, and low-income jobs. And unfortunately, in Thailand, it's a very hand-to-mouth culture, and so they, they, make their, they work the day, they make their money for the day, they buy their food for the day. And so as a lot of that work was drying up, they were going hungry. And so our church started doing a uh, food drive. Um, we started doing twice a week, giving out dried food to people, both within the church, but also just in the surrounding village. Uh, villages, and through that, we're actually able to start developing a relationship with 30 different families. That was actually even before we left, so it's gone up since then. So before we left, they'd already started developing relationships with 30 different families, which in Thailand, a family unit is about anywhere between 5 and 20 people. And as you can see, our church building is tiny. It would fit in about two rows in this sanctuary right now. Um, and so 30 different families of up to 20 people, you can imagine we can't fit. So our church has actually just recently started doing a new building project. They just per- are trying to purchase some land and build a larger building so that they can start reaching more and more people within our local villages. So that's something else we'd definitely appreciate prayer for. So we just want to say thank you so much for walking this journey with us. You guys are essential and crucial for us to be even over there and serving. We cannot be there without your prayers, your encouragement, and your support. And just to answer some questions, um, we are planning on being back in Thailand in January. We are praying that the country will open up for international travel and that we will be able to go in in January. Um, For visas, we've been on a student visa for the last two years, and that has run up, and that was one of the reasons why we had to come back. We had to switch visas in May, and to switch a visa, you usually jump over the border and then come back in, and all the countries around us were closed, so we couldn't jump the border, and so we talked to immigration and all, and they looked at us and they said, please go home, your country is open which made complete sense. They're dealing with so many different things. 
Um, and so we came back. But visa-wise, we are going to go with the wheelchair project. It will be a stable visa for us, and it will open up so many doors we feel like God is going to give us. So the wheelchair project, um, David will be working there three times a week, and he will be uh, building the wheelchairs, fitting them to people, distributing them into the villages. And so... A person that, or a family that has a person with a disability is on the higher risk of being trafficked because of medical bills and care. And so usually a sibling or someone else is trafficked. And so we are hoping that that will open doors for preventative work in that sense. But also we are going to be able to reach out to so many different villages because of this organization already being so well established. And so we see there's going to be a lot of productivity from it. Um, Again, thank you so much for your support. If you are on our newsletter already, thank you so much. If you haven't signed up already, we have a table in the back and definitely sign up. We have new postcards with updated pictures with Isaiah on it. And um, yeah, like I said, thank you so much. Let's take a moment and, and pray for David and Courtney and, um, and lift up their, their ministry and the people of Thailand to, to our great and wonderful God. Let us pray. Gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you for the work that you have prepared in advance. We thank you that you're a God that cares about every life not only here and around us, but throughout the world. We thank you for the heart that you've given Courtney and David for the people of Thailand. And Father, I um, uh, thank you for the relationships that they've been able to build and the language that they have been able to learn, which is not an easy language. Father, we thank you that... uh, Uh, You've given David a heart for the men of Thailand and Courtney a a heart for for the women, especially those that are stuck in the cycle of human trafficking, Lord. And Father, we pray that you would especially protect those relationships that that, uh, they've established but have had to leave because of the COVID crisis. And Lord, we look forward to them establishing new relationships and even seeing old ones when they're able to return months from now. Father, we pray for their involvement in the wheelchair project, Lord, and as they begin uh, a new phase of their life in Thailand. And Lord, as we prayed for Pastor Michael, we pray for David and Cordy. May you do abundantly more than they or we could ever ask for or imagine because of the work of, of Christ in their hearts and their lives. And may it all be for the sake of your glory and for the sake of your kingdom. Father, it is a great privilege for us to come behind them, to support them in prayer, Lord, um, for their ministry. May they know, Lord, beyond any of a shadow of doubt, that they are not forgotten by you, and they are not forgotten by us. Father, we ask all these things in the precious, precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen.
Courtney and David will be back in the back of the uh, atrium uh, so you can connect with them uh, immediately following the service. I should say that David and Courtney have done a great job of, um, of learning the language, and um, I, have to, I do have to just tell this brief story. I did not tell it in the, in the first service. But, you know, they showed pictures of them meeting, getting connected with families in the neighborhood. And my wife, who knows no Thai at all, or only a couple words by the time we got there or during there, would go around the, name, the neighborhood and just say blessing. You know, bless you, bless you, bless you. And, of course, nobody speaks English. Um, but, you know, and um, but what was even funnier and better was Elizabeth decided to try to use Google Translator to speak to um, their, their Maybon who, who would help with the kids and, and help around the house. And um, come to find out, Elizabeth thought she was doing a great job. And the Maybon just smiled and didn't understand a word that she said. But, you know. Anyways, but, you know, the heart, the heart was there. I just want to take a moment because I believe that, you know, what I love about um, their, Corny and David's tagline is what? Not faint of heart. And that obviously incorporates their last name, fame. And as I was thinking about that in these days, and as, as I was thinking about the world that we live in, and even about their circumstances, It is easy in the midst of just this virus, in the midst of just the turmoil in cities, and in the midst of of just the political atmosphere that we're in, it is easy to grow faint of heart. And so in the midst of that, God really has placed on my heart Isaiah chapter 40. And I want to commend it to your reading. We're going to read the very last few verses of Isaiah 40, which are familiar words to probably all of us. But I want to commend this entire chapter to your reading, to your reflection, to your meditation, and even to your memorization in the days ahead. Because I believe with all my heart it is something that the Church of Jesus Christ needs to embrace and to uphold and and to hold on to in these days. It is the richness of this chapter kicks off a series of nine prophetic chapters from chapter 40 to chapter 48 in the book of Isaiah. And throughout these chapters, it declares the greatness of God. And in this day and age and in our culture and all that is happening, we need to remember the greatness of God. Rather than the circumstances we may find ourselves in. Chapter 39. God declares through the prophet that the Babylonian captivity is coming. That they will be without a land. That life is changing and is going to change even more for God's children. But Isaiah 40, the prophet declares to God's children through God's voice that God is definitely and unquestionably greater than their circumstances. 
And that's a word that we need to hear today. And it's a word that we need to carry with us to our neighborhoods and to our schools and to just everyone we meet. You know, it was once said, look at others and be distressed. Look at yourself and be depressed. Look to God and you'll be blessed. So would you just stand up for a moment and let us read Isaiah 40, verses 28 through 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. May God bless us with this precious and holy word this morning. You may be seated. Have you known, not known, have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, what he does not faint or grow weary? Are you growing weary with all that is happening around us? Are you getting discouraged? Are you getting tired? I want you to know that we worship and serve a God who does not faint and who never grows weary. Think about that for a moment. God's not fainting at what's happening in the world. He's not growing weary with what's happening in the world. Matter of fact, he's offering in the midst of the weariness of this world himself. His spirit, his son. It is no wonder, he says, he gives power to the faint or to the weak. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. I believe with all my heart that one of the things that God is up to 
especially in Western culture, is he wants us to be depleted of our own strength. He wants to get us out of living our lives out of our own strength so that we might live in his strength. It's the reason why he says, but those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. That word wait simply means to actively hope by looking to God, by being engaged in God, by, develop, by keeping that relationship with God. And then he says, they shall renew their strength. That word renew is a fascinating word. It literally means exchange. As in like exchanging one set of clothes for another. Or one set of strength for another. And so the picture here in the... That, that is being painted in Isaiah chapter 40 for us in this world is that those who actively hope in God shall exchange their own strength for God's strength. And when they do, when we do, we will mount up like with wings like eagles. We shall run and not be weary. We shall walk and not faint. Now I know I've shared this before, but I want to remind you again. How many of you have ever looked up in the sky and said, look at that pigeon? Not a Where do we look for those pigeons? Down low. But we look to the we look to the skies for what? The eagles that soar. I believe with all my heart that God is placing our nation, our culture, our church in this time and in this age that we replace our strength with the strength of God alone so that we will soar like eagles so that we can run the race that God has set before us and not be weary so that we can walk day by day with him and never faint. That's our hope for today. Let us pray. Heavenly Father,
We thank you that you are a God that never grows weary, that never faints. Father, we thank you that you're a God that is never surprised, never in despair, never without hope. Father, we are living in a day and in an age and in a culture that needs to see the body of Christ not living out of its own human strength and flesh, but living out of the strength that can only come from you in Christ Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Father, help us to be the body of Christ. That lives lives that knows that in faith mountains can be moved, lives can be healed, death can be defeated, Father, we wait on you. Renew us in faith. Help us to mount up with wings like eagles. To run and not be weary. To walk and not faint. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.